This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon is the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, everybody, to Castrating the Marks. I am Vince Russo. This is Jeff Lane, a.k.a. Jerry Lane, whatever you want to call him. And Whatever. some marks are about to get it today. Man, I swear to God, Jeff, you talk about marks. Uh, on Vic Venom's show today, Truth With Consequences. Jeff, did you happen to read that article with Tony Khan? First of all, bro. No, not yet. Jeff, p- p- guys, please. Uh, Vic Venom over on Patreon, guys. Bro, first of all, they're suggesting. Are you ready for this, bro? Yeah. That since uh, Fox dropped the WWE, that when the rights are up for AEW, which is a year from now, that Fox might be interested in putting AEW on. <laughs> like, Why wouldn't you- they have just kept WWE if that, if they wanted wrestling? Bro, are you out of your freaking mind? Then, bro, then we, now, then we got Tony Khan comments. And Tony Khan is talking about, of course, bro, the AEW being as strong as ever. We're going to entertain all suitors that come to the table that want our rights. Then he says, bro, listen, man, he, bro, he he so wants the marks to love him. Like he's he's talking about, Jeff, we would never, he, bro, even if times were tough and we would never release 30 people, we're a, we're a family-based company. I would never, ever release 30 people like so trying to kiss the marks ass, bro. Then he uh, then he makes the comment, bro. Then he talks about how strong AEW is. We're in a stronger position more than ever. And he talks about, you know, man, there there's no loyalty in entertainment, and and there needs to be more loyalty. And then he turns around and says this, Jeff, which I went hysterical. You know what? I believe in loyalty and entertainment, and I'm even willing to lower the price to TNT and TBS to renew our contract. I'm like, wait a minute, bro. In one breath, you're talking about the success of AEW stronger than ever. And in the next breath, oh, I'm willing to lower the price to get T. Bro, this guy is such an idiot. And he doesn't understand anybody with a brain that sits down and reads through this stuff. Bro, this guy is so transparent. I, I swear to God, I would love to get Tony Khan in a poker game, bro. I, I, I'd freaking take him for a million freaking bucks because the stuff that he says, bro, by the time you're done reading, you 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 know exactly what the real story is. Yeah, and even if there was real negotiations coming up, well, you just played your hand, buddy. Why are they going to offer to raise the price? Exactly, bro. And and, and you're not going to let anybody go. You're not going to cut anybody because you're family-orientated. And then when we come on here and say, bro, the guy is a billionaire, doesn't care less about money, and doesn't care less about business, you're going to freaking sit there and argue with us, bro? Like, seriously? It reminds me of when I was in college, we went to a fish concert and one of my buddies had an extra ticket and he was trying to sell it. And somebody's like, how much do you want for it? And he goes, well, I want 75, but I'll take 50. And we're like, well, yeah. you're a master negotiator. dude. Good job. You're not getting the 75 now. Yeah. Somebody did that to me the other day. I I, I can't remember who it was. Oh my God. Actually, bro. Uh, I think it was, I think it was our software developers. 
where where they said to me, well, I'll take between this and this. And I was, I'm like, why didn't you just give me the lowest number? Well, like, why, what do you think? I'm going to offer the, the, the this? And, and, and yeah, but yeah, bro. But God, the, the thought of five, bro, the thought of AEW on Fox. Oh my God, bro. They would be the laughing stock. I can't believe, bro. Dr. Chris over on Sports Kid, he's going away on his vacation, so he had to juggle things around. So I got to work around him, which is fine, man. I love Chris, but bro, after this show, I got to watch freaking. Uh, I got to watch uh, Dynamite, man, and then I got to review it with him. I'm like, oh my god, bro. Seriously, man. I have not, Jeff. I have not watched that show since my 60th birthday. So literally, January will be three years that I would have not seen that show. And right after this, I got to go sit through that show. Yeah. And I'm going to bury bro. If, if my, if, if, if the people from Denver are going up, I am burying them. I am burying my own state, my own city. If these freaking marks in Denver come out of the freaking woodwork, I let's cast some more, shall we, bro? All right. Well, we got a, an addition to a, a clip we had, a while back. So I'm going to refresh your memory. I'm going to play the clip. This is one of my all-time favorite clips. Let's see if you remember this. That result, The result of that match is not in doubt if Roman is champion because Rock's not going to hold the championship again. He's He's gone on record and been like, well, I'm coming back. It's not for a title. So you, go, you send me in. A, Come a, on, bro. So, who, who, and, bro, they're putting those sounds in. That guy is not doing that. Come, I'm, what am I, an idiot? Come on, Jeff. <laughs> So if you guys hadn't seen the episode, that's Houseman, Ronaldo Piven making those squeaks. I love that. That's one of my favorite clips. So you had said you would love to see the video of this. Like, what is, oh, what is no. he doing? Oh, Gabe no. Found oh, the video. No. Oh, God. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe Tuff, Tuff is like a, an MVP of this show, bro. Oh, my God. But here's the problem with Roman Rock was that, that result, the result of that match is not in doubt if Roman is champion. Because Rock's not going to hold the championship again. He's he's gone on record and been like, look, if I'm coming back, it's not for a title. So you go you send me into WrestleMania 40, it's Roman Rock. I know who's winning. <laughs> what 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 is wrong with you? Bro, how many times are we gonna say that on this show? What 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 is wrong with these guys? <laughs> What's wrong with me? That's one of my favorite clips we've ever oh, had. God, bro. Is Ronaldo Piven on uh, Wiki Feet, you think? I, I'm not looking. No, I do not. I would not tell you to yeah, look. If I you don't not. get the reference, catch our latest episode of Look Ma, which will be up by the time this this comes out. And that has to do with uh, Hollywood. And speaking of Hollywood, I know you've been following her adventures on her vacation, so you may have already seen this video. I would not be surprised. I guess this is what she considers entertaining. This was sent in by Chris W., and this is one of her videos from her vacation. Going inside the mini, super mini elevator. And I got my luggage and my whole body. So, first thing you do is, once that's there, you have to first open the door. <laughs> Look how tiny it is. Oh, shit. Bro, is that, 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 that stop for a second. That has to be a service elevator. I, I'm sure that is not the regular elevator. Does does she think this is the regular elevator? I think it is because you'll see if she stops on the floor and somebody wants to get in, but they won't fit. There is no way, bro. This, this is a service elevator, but go ahead, bro. There's me. Then I have a giant backpack so I can... Oh, my God. Okay, so I had to move to the side, so... Oh my god, I haven't pressed the button yet, and it's moving. No! Where is it taking me? Okay, I think I'm okay. Anyways, this is the super tiny elevator. Oh, wait. Sorry, guys, just one more. <laughs> Somebody so else was going to come in. Like, yeah, they would not fit in here. Look at this. Okay, we're waiting, we're waiting. Ah, oh, I made it. These little doors open, and then you have to push this door open. Oh, this is the wrong floor. Oh, no. Okay. I got to wait again. Almost done with this elevator ride. Here's a little mirror. 
my God. <laughs> Brian, hey, listen, I'm not I, – I can't sit here and bury this. There are people watching this. <laughs> yeah, like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Look at that suitcase. My God. I, bro, listen. Hey, listen. I, I, Bro, she's making a living doing this. So I could sit here and make fun of it and laugh about it all day long. Some somebody's interested in that stuff, bro. All right, let's go to some Dave Meltzer tweets. This was sent in by Greg O'Grady, Chris W, and somebody else that I screwed up and I just typed CTM. I, I must have okay. had the show in my head and I typed. I'm sorry, whoever you are, I apologize. I uh, somebody else sent this in, and I'm sure their name is not CTM. David tweeted, this was prior to the um, AEW show that was in New York, I believe. AEW has good late movement on tickets for tomorrow. Con and Jericho doing lots of New York media. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander doing one of the top morning shows tomorrow. So somebody replies, oh yeah, Orange Cassidy is really going to send ticket sales to the moon. Who doesn't want to spend money to see a thin pale man with his hands in his pockets? <laughs> Dave replies, you're going to play the that clip. shit that he does, I mean, he, with the hands in the pants. Yeah. I mean, that is great stuff. Yeah, guys, do not, do not say anything negative about Orange Cassidy. To, bro, you know, I, I, I was on that show today, Busted Open with LaGreca, bro. And I swear to God, bro, they don't, like, I don't think Dave LaGreca really understood what's, what's, what over means. And and I, I explained to Dave, I said, first of all, bro, to the wrestling marks and everybody watching the show, everybody's over. Okay, everybody's over to them. If you're on the show, you're over. I said, to a casual fan, bro, it's this simple. Is you being on the show going to make me watch the show? It's, it's that simple, bro. Cody Rhodes does not make me want to put on Raw. Therefore, to the casual fan, Cody Rhodes is not over. If if you have to make me want to sit down and watch this show because you're on it, that is over. Bro, I swear to God, I don't think they have any concept of what it means to be over. I mean, they cheer for everybody or they sing along. They're making themselves part of the show. It doesn't matter who it is. Exactly, man. I swear, Jeff, I'm, I'm and you, you know... I'm not saying this because he's no longer here. Bro, the only one in all of wrestling that I would have put on, put the show on to watch was Bray Wyatt. Period. End of story. He was the only one that, okay, I'm, I, I want to watch this Bray segment. Outside of him, bro, there's nobody. Nobody, bro. So Meltzer replies to this guy about Orange Cassidy, and he says, you picked the wrong guy to make fun of. Yeah. When stats showed me that I was wrong about him in 2019, I said I was wrong about him. To still say it in 2023 means you have to ignore so much that your analysis skills are beyond awful. So you mean to tell me uh, Meltzer went from not liking to this guy to the stuff with the hands in his pants is great. Apparently, he said he was wrong about him in 2019, so... So we we went we if he was wrong about him that meant he wasn't a fan of his and he didn't like it and he didn't get it and he went from that to the shit with the hands in his pants is great. Meanwhile, he was doing the same thing in 2019, but Dave didn't like it. You know what that tells me, bro? He, this is exactly what that tells me. When all the AEW marks jumped on the Orange Cassidy gravy train. So did Dave Meltzer, because you can't go from not liking an act to saying that shit that he does with his hands in his pants. That's great shit. You don't go from one extreme to another, bro. If you don't like something, you don't like something. And he's making it sound like it's clearly obvious by all the oh, data yeah. out there that, oh, he, yeah. that he is a draw. Absolutely. What are you looking at? What uh, he's moving merch. He's selling tickets, bro. He's he's getting the ratings up. Come on, bro. Wembley. How many people packed into Wembley to see Orange Cassidy? I'd say 40,000. Well, we a lot on this show and look, Ma, 
we always point out when people are not paying attention to the person that's talking. Well, we there's acceptable reasons for that. If you're on a live stream, you need to read the chat. Or if you got your format up, you're you're pulling up what's coming up next on the show. I do it all the time here while you're talking. I'll get the next thing ready. Or sometimes you're Googling for information on whatever the other... There, there's reasons to, to look away or whatever. So I'm assuming... One of those reasons is what you're doing here in this clip. There are going to be layoffs. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because from what I've read, it's supposed to be closing next week, I believe, uh, as of this recording. And uh, so, I mean, like when you're thinking of layoffs, like this. (laughs) Okay, hold on. This is clearly editing. Uh, no, no question about this, bro. Whoever, whoever sent this in, whoever played with it's the anonymous. editing, who anonymous. anonymous, whoever played with the editing of this clip. Come on, Jeff, please. I'm, I'm clearly, I am clearly focused on the words of Doctor Chris during this clip. <laughs> clearly not watching the Giants. <laughs> People, from your experience, Vince. No, that was it. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, you've said can't have anybody off limits on this, and you pointed out Raj Geary as an example. Raj is your friend, but you want Raj tweets on this show when necessary. Yes, yes. Well, we got one. This was sent in by Joseph Morales. Raj tweets, I remember when WWE signed the new TV deal with Fox and said it would lead to a new boom period. A lot of people mocked that statement. It took a while, but it did happen. WWE has seen more year-over-year growth in the past couple of years than at any point since the Attitude Era. While Fox isn't the only reason, the reach the network gave to WWE had to be a big one. We'll see where Raw ends up, but if it's not on network, then I wonder if this is a case where you're sacrificing long-term popularity for the sake of receiving the most return on your prior TV deals. Listen, bro, Here, here's the bottom line. Because I remember it when it went down. Bro, WWE promised Fox 3.6 million people. And Jeff, I swear to God, I'm challenging anybody, man. You can go back and find the show. And I clearly said, and we clearly said, Jeff, where are they going to find these 3.6 million people? Where? No way. No freaking way. And Jeff, I believe much like AEW, their first show was the highest rated show. Yeah, I, I think it was 3.8 or something. The first yeah, show. It, it was something high. The second one went down a little. And then, you know, we 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 hit that norm, which is what they went on to do, whether 2, 2 million, 2.2 million, whatever. But which again, I was doing three, four years ago. Yeah, but again, is is Raj comparing this to Raw? Because if he's comparing this to Raw, he's one hundred percent correct. the 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 rating that that uh, SmackDown was doing comparing to Raw was night and day. But however, I am going back to what they were promised, bro. We had a phone call with them before we consulted with USA Jeff. We spoke to the Fox people. And, and and we heard it from them, and we told them, guys, that ain't going to happen. You got no idea that ain't going to happen. So, you know, it's really hard for me to criticize Raj because I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know where he's coming from. If the boom, if the boom he's talking about is on Fox, the WWE had its highest rating that they had had in a while. Well, Jeff, I would assume because that's on Fox. I mean, come on, Jeff. You you and I talked about how many times were they promoted during the NFL. Bro, do you know how valuable that freaking is to that company? So if, if that's what he's talking about, okay, bro, I, I agree with you. But again, they were promised 3.6 million people. I don't, bro, I swear to God, I would love to know, Jeff, if the WWE really believed that. I I would love to know if they knew that was absolute bullshit or if they honestly thought they were going to get that freaking audience because we knew off the bat, no freaking way, bro. Well, the the boom period's ridiculous. I, I don't care how he's phrasing it or what he means because he knows he lived it. 
I'm assuming, you know, unless we got some young viewers, the majority of our audience lived it. When you're in a boom period, like the late 90s, like the mid 80s, you know it because wrestling is mainstream. People are talking about wrestling. Where is that now? You don't go out and there's people just talking about Roman Reigns and the bloodline and and SmackDown. No, when when there's a boom period, you go outside. People are wearing Austin 316 shirts. People are wearing NWO shirts. Everybody's talking about Hulk Hogan and mainstream popularity. People are rapping about Ric Flair. That's a boom period. That's mainstream. I don't care how he you want to slice it. I, I don't see where his argument is that this is a boom period. Let, 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 let me let me back up Jeff's statement right there. Jeff, you, you know what's a boom period right now? You, you want to talk. This, this is a boom period, guys, right now. Taylor Swift is in her boom period. Okay, bro. That is a boom period, bro. When everybody, not just the mark, not just your fan, but Jeff, this would be, I know you're a big fish guy. The, the boom period isn't fish fans talking about fish. That's yeah. not a boom period, bro. Taylor Swift is having a freaking boom period. A boom period is not when the hardcore fans are constantly talking about wrestling. I, I bro, I was talking to LaGreca. LaGreca Le, Le believes that there's a boom period. And he says, oh, bro, the ticket sales and the merch are at an all-time high and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, holy shit, Dave. And, like, totally ignore the numbers. And And every time the numbers get brought up, Jeff, what is it? Well, there's so much on TV right now and streaming. It's the same story every time, bro. All right, let's go to a Nick Houseman tweet. So sent in by Peter Bahi. Peter. I hope you guys are watching the uh, video for this. One. Are you and Peter cool now? As you, you know, always. Be- oh, he's not my fa- he's on my favorite list because he made the show. Yeah. Okay, so you're cool. <laughs> you and Peter are cool now. <laughs> Check this out. Oh so- my god, bro! <laughs> Come on. So Houseman puts out a tweet. My wonderful wife surprised me with this Barbie hoodie. I am Kenuff. I love her so much. So he's got a picture of him wearing the Ken hoodie from the Barbie movie that says, I am Kenuff. Okay. Look, if this is some inside joke or something or your wife liked it, you you don't have to put this tweet out. What's weird to me is how many males are into this Barbie movie. Like, just let the girls have something. Just let I the girls to, have there's a lot of There's a lot of guys into the oh, Barbie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw when the movie came out, all the guys are tweeting, oh, Barbie was actually pretty good and, and, oh, and all this stuff. Oh, my God, bro. I don't understand it. Can't the girls just have something? Bro, my freaking wife, uh, and it's her birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday to Amy. But she had, like, we had nothing to do one day, and she turned to me and said, you let's go see the Barbie movie. And I'm like, <laughs> What? Like, why? Why would I go see? But yeah, this, uh, what can I say, man? All right. This video was sent in by some punk. Thank you, Frank Spickle Barrel. Thank you, M. Rock Ham, whatever. Thank you for the bits. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. God Very bless, nice. man. Mr. Rockham. It's Mr. Rockham. See you later on the weekend. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Rockham, by the way. Yeah. yeah. All right, punk. What a wise guy, you know? He's, uh, 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 all right, get to the next clip, bro. Oh, is that it, punk? Mr. Rockham. Yeah, I'm, I'm, suppo- I'm, I'm supposed to know that, punk, because I play video games 15 a hours a day like you, bro. Arkham is Batman. I don't get There's no Arkham on Batman 66, bro. There's no Arkham. The Arkham Asylum. All right, let's go to this Nick Houseman video that was sent in by Gabe Tuff. He's got a special guest. Oh, a video? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Is Stu on this? Not Stu. Damn it. It's Denise Salcedo. Oh, Denise, thank you so much Denise, for coming on to the show here today. Thank you, but you forgot my biggest title, Nick, and you know what that is? Your post-media scrum sitting partner i guess that could be my official title but that is technically my that should be that should be thrown i'm in a there. little i'm That's a little su- I'm, I'm a little surprised here jeff because you know if she's an influencer and this that and the other thing like she she's wearing zero makeup uh in in this and we've never seen her with no makeup i'm a little bit surprised well, what would your explanation maybe, of that be 
maybe Hausman's just not important enough for her. Yeah, I, would, I, would think so. I, I, I don't think it's a bad look, though. I, I, no, I, I, I don't think it's a bad look at all, but we've never seen her this way. No, I, mean, I think naturally she looks better than all the fakeness. Yeah. Yes, uh, it is official that when I sit in AEW scrums, I like to sit next to Denise. It became a tradition after last year's All Out where my camera was broken. Uh, I did. We weren't live streaming. I was sitting there by myself for the first time. Denise, it's, it, right it's, it's, it's sad, bro. It's I, like I, I'm just going to tell you, bro. Bro, listen, I worked with the most beautiful women in, 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 in the world. I mean, my God, bro, I, I worked with Sable and Sonny and Velvet and Mickey James. And I mean, beautiful. Oh, my God, uh, bro. Who, who was a Tory? Tory Wilson. Stacy Keebler, bro. Beautiful, beautiful women. And Jeff, at the time when I was working with Sable, bro, bro, I was in my mid 30s. Like I was 34 years old, 35 years old with, with Sonny and all that. I'm in my mid 30s, bro. When I went to WCW, I was in my 30s. Okay, bro, if I went in 99, that I was 38. And now I'm working with Tori Wilson and, and Stacy and Kimberly and all these beautiful women. Okay, Jeff, these freaking guys are in their 40s. Okay, him and Sap are in their 40s. And they clearly, clearly are flirting with a 31-year-old girl. And, and they, they flirt with her on their podcast. There, we, we already saw her and Sap sitting next to each other at one of the events. Now he's saying, I swear to God, bro, I'm telling you, the, the wife that bought him the, 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 the Ken overalls, bro, Sap, Sap's wife and, and, and this douche's wife, Saw these videos with with uh, uh, Hollywood where they're saying, oh, yeah, we hang out with her on the road. Bro, I'm telling you, their wives would be freaking livid because they are clearly, bro, clearly married men in their 40s flirting with a 31-year-old. Jeff, I never once, never once in my career flirted with any woman I ever worked with, ever. Any of them, Jeff, it was it was always professional. You could ask any one of them, Victoria, any one of them, bro. The, 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 literally every time we see them with her, they are freaking flirting with her like they're in freaking grade school, bro. It's It's freaking embarrassing, man. Of course, very prepared, all of her very nice equipment. And that was that was when CM Punk decided to really set it off and have that scrum tirade and um when punk looked directly at me i knew uh, bro i swear to god i'm sitting here i'm saying it's coming it's coming it's i know exactly where he's going with this bro bro this might be another clip right down the time please so i can <laughs> i can add this to the punk of uh, the times punk stared at him please go ahead and have that scrum tirade and um when punk looked directly at me uh, to try to get at me and make me look very bad. Denise's camera angle was able to capture that moment as if you were inside the cage as the great white attacked you in the ocean. Oh, it was wonderful, Denise. I had the POV of Nick Hausman. Like, it was your point of view, what you were seeing, because I was right next to you. You know what in I'm seeing here, bro? Let like, me tell Denise Hollywood, hold on a second. Let me tell you what I'm seeing, Hollywood. You were seeing his point of view. You know what I'm starting to see here, Jeff? What? Bro, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. Seriously, I want you to stop me if I'm wrong. Bro, I'm starting to see the comb over. Uh, his hair does look a little different. Uh, he, I am starting to see the comb over, bro, where he's losing his hair up top and he's doing the Donald Trump sweep, bro. That's exactly what it's starting to look like, man. There's no saving it. Just give up. Yeah, exactly. That's just what I say, up. bro. That's what I say, man. Maybe I should have gotten some of your facial expressions, but I think during that time, I was just so, you know, press record. And at that point, once I realized what was happening, it's giving her the, the eyes. You see this? He's giving her the eyes. I was thinking to myself, he just, just loves, he slow. loves, he loves anybody talking about him. Yep. Anybody. To Bro, I swear to God, I feel uncomfortable when people you know, talk about me. Like I, I, I really do. He, he, thrives on when the conversation's about him.
All right, so let's go to this Brian Alvarez tweet that was sent in by Philly Dan Torres. So Alvarez tweets after... Man, Philly Dan, bro, he's been around for a long, long time. Let's give a shout-out to good old Philly Dan, bro. Supplied one of the best videos ever, that Mike Johnson video years ago when Johnson was going to beat him up or whatever. Oh, God, yeah, that was great. That was great, yes. (laughs) So Alvarez tweets after Raw or during Raw, I think I will give Otis versus Bronson Reed... Raw match of the century. So it was a regular <laughs> regular match. Two guys working hard. I mean, that's it. Bronson Reed replies to Alvarez with a gif of somebody tipping their hat. Jeff, I swear to God, what 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 under what other industry, what other professional industry, Jeff, whether it's television, movies, sports, like what other genre? Would you tweet out about somebody and expect them to answer you? Like literally, oh, uh, Bryce Harper had a hell of a game today. Do do you really think for a second Bryce Harper is going to answer your tweet? Like only in wrestling, bro. Only in freaking wrestling, man. All right, let's go to a Dave Meltzer clip. This is sent in by Francesco Castano. Yes. Who sent this in? Uh, Francesco Castano. And I, he's talking about a match. I'm not sure which one. There's so many great matches this year. I mean, would Where's this the, match have been match clip. of the year? No. You said clip, bro. Clip. A clip is video, bro. Don't tease me. No, a clip can be an audio clip. No, no. You said he's a clip, bro. Well, Go ahead. An audio, it's an audio clip. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know what match he's talking about. There's so many great matches this year. I mean, would this match have been match of the year in... Of the last 40 years and 30 of them or 25 of them? Yeah. So that's that's pretty freaking great. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. That's bro. pretty freaking great. Like, yeah, bro, yeah, bro, that's great. That, you couldn't uh, even say it. We gotta hear oh, that my God, bro. And of the last 40 years and 30 of them or 25 of them? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty freaking great. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we had the boring Hollywood video earlier. Yeah. This one is not. Oh, okay. Is is she opening up a Taylor Swift package or? No, but uh, in this video sent in by Gabe Tuff, she's ranking her wrestling shirts. All right, now this is a video. This is a video. Okay. Ranking her top 25 wrestling shirts. Oh, my God. She goes through 25 shirts? Yeah, we're not going to show all of it. No, please. Who, bro? Can you imagine owning twenty-five wrestling shirts? This is, uh, this is, this is something. Adam Cole, baby. <sighs> What's up with the porn music? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, bro. She's got all these freaking wrestling shirts. Hey, again, Jeff. I'm one of my new ones, and it's the first time I wear it. It's pretty cool, huh? She's got to get these comp. She's not paying for these, bro. Hey, Jeff, again, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Somebody's watching these, man. This this Hollywood's making money, bro. So I can sit here all day and say this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But obviously, she's making money off of somebody watching these and enjoying them. It's 100% made for the male audience. I don't want to hear anybody tell me different. She's just showing her chest area, dancing with porn music playing in the background. Wiggling the hips. Yeah, come on. W shirt. Oh, now, now we gotta see. Do you, do we have it down to number one? Yeah, we this we got three, two, and one. Oh yeah, we gotta go now. Now now see now I want to see what the top three shirts are, bro. My most favorite because this is the actual shirt I won when I freaking low blowed Sean Ross Sap in the dong. 
Hong. I love my honorary Ooh shirt because it reminds me of good times with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. And it reminds me of his funny dancing. And also, it reminds me of my Sami Zayn costume that I wore. And now it's time for my number one. This is one that was not seen on camera until now. And it is my Stain shirt. This one here is number one because this is the one that I wore the night that I got proposed to following WrestleMania 35 in New York. This was the shirt I was wearing. Uh, this one's actually put away in a nice box, and I do not wear the I'm surprised. I'm surprised, Jeff, because as an influencer and trying to attract the male audience, I'm surprised she's talking about when she got proposed to. Yeah, a, a lot of them won't because it hurts. Yeah, oh, it, absolutely. It hurts the audience because they, you, you want to appear attainable. Bro, they didn't want, bro, back in back in the 60s, they didn't want anybody to know John Lennon was married. They had to keep that a big secret for exactly what we're talking about, bro. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I've worn it uh, since then. So, yeah, this one, for sentimental reasons, is number one. Bro, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to do my top 25 albums, and I'm going to come in with the. I'm going to come in dancing with my albums, bro. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, bro. I'm going to do that. I'm, I may do that this week, bro. I'm going to come in dancing with every album and shaking my hiney and yeah. Hey, bro, listen, man. God bless her if she's making money off of that. Seriously, man. I, I mean it. All right, I'm going to read you some Dave Meltzer nonsense that was sent in by Matthew Ortiz. This is from a recent edition of his Written Observer. It's talking about TV contracts. If WWE gets a 40% increase for Raw, which will cause another stock price drop, it would be $658 million. Raw and SmackDown combined deliver roughly twice as many viewers in 18 to 49 as the combined Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. So he's saying uh, WWE pulls in twice the demo as AEW. As AEW's three shows. Yes. Right. So he says, based on that, you could say AEW would be worth $329 million per year for its three shows, although I still wouldn't expect a number close to that. Okay, wait, so he's saying $329 million? Yeah. But AEW. didn't he also say somebody offered like a $2 billion for yeah, the company? To, to buy the company. He's talking about the TV company. Yeah, I know that. But how much did they offer? What was billion, that offer? A billion. How much? A billion. A billion dollars, but meanwhile, they're only making $329 at, at, at a maximum through their television deals? Yeah, so it would be about a billion for three years. That's You, you times this by three, it'd be a billion. Yeah, he, he always uses this freaking math and this logic. Go ahead, Jeff. He said, although I still wouldn't expect a number close to that because the value of number one in the marketplace is usually much bigger than the comparison of ratings itself with number two. Yeah, that's true. So why did you even say, well, you would expect half? Nobody would expect half. But anyway, right. he goes on. But if you throw in the streaming rights to 12 pay-per-view shows per year, that $200 million to $240 million figure going around months ago isn't implausible at all. Even at $170 million per year, which per viewer would be barely half of what WWE seems to be getting, it will make AEW exceedingly profitable and with overseas rights and other revenue, and at that point, they would be the most successful wrestling promotion from a business standpoint in the history of the industry. So more successful from the WWE? Ever, yes. Okay. I mean, this is the, the biggest reach I think he's ever made. I, I, I just don't know how anybody could believe that for... I, 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 bro, I, I don't, I, even his most hardcore fans, how could anybody freaking believe that, bro? I mean, you're talking about, bro, listen, ju just logic alone. WWE has been in existence for over 50 years. AEW four. Like, really, bro? Do, do you honestly, truly believe that? And of course, he's not adjusting for changing prices and inflation and all that stuff yeah that's that's insane bro well we saw that houseman had hollywood on well let's continue with that because in this clip sent in by gabe tough he's gonna say why he had her on the show uh it was a great show denise i'm so happy we finally got to make this uh happen especially on the anniversary of 
I mean, I think yesterday, September 4th, was the actual one-year anniversary, so we're about a day, a year and a day removed from it. The anniversary of the scrum, Vince. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. I thought he was talking about her personal anniversary. Nope. So, and that, uh, it's it's the yearly anniversary of the CM Punk staring at me scrum. Yes. And that's why he had her on the show. Yes. Oh, God. Bless his heart, bro. Bless his heart. All right. Let's go to this dumb Sean Sapp tweet that was sent in by Trent Arnold. So a wrestling account, wrestling 80s, 90s, put out this graphic. When I was a kid, we didn't have spoilers. We didn't have dirt sheets. And it shows a little kid sitting in front of an old school TV watching WWF. We didn't care about behind the scenes gossip. We just watched and enjoyed it. Right. It's true, right? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true. So Sean Sapp does this. Mind you, this tweet isn't even about Sean Sapp at all, but it bothered him. I, I don't I don't understand. Bro, you you guys are clearly gossip mongers. But yet it bothers you when we call you gossip. Mo- I, I don't understand that, bro. If I, if I, if I, you know, cheated on my wife, uh, you know, you would call me a cheater and I'm going to get, I'm going to get pissed at you because you're saying I cheat on my wife when I cheat on my wife. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense to, to me. You you guys love the freaking gossip. You're on the phone all day long. You make that clear. And then when we call you out on that, you get upset. So Sap puts that guy's tweet out and puts a screenshot that the guy follows him. Like, well, you're going to say that, but you follow me, buddy. Oh, How stupid is that? What what does that got to do? That That's like me saying, you know what? Times were so much simpler when I was a kid. We didn't have cell phones. I went outside and played with my friends. Yeah. And then Verizon jumping in and saying, well, here's your bill. You have a cell yeah. phone with us. Yeah. It's yeah. the same. It's the same logic. Oh, please. It, it j- just shows you the freaking the freaking time these people have on their freaking hands, bro. Like, seriously, man. It's um, They just they get upset at the dumbest shit. You know, Disco always talked about thin skin like that is yeah. thin skin. All right, we got one more Hollywood video. A lot of Hollywood on this show. Bro, she's going to stop following me soon, and that's going to be a sad day for all of us. Why? We're fans of her. I mean, I know. Well, she's excited gonna when stop. we have a Hollywood video. You know, bro, if she's a true, honest-to-goodness, um, what is she again, Jeff? Influencer. Influencer. She, she, would, she, she would not unfollow me if she was a true influencer. So yeah. I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope she doesn't unfollow me. Well, this... We'll send it by Gabe Tough. We're going to get some information we've been looking for. Why is she doing wrestling content? Great. My original goal was to be working for E! News, Access Hollywood, those types of places, right? And that's something we've said on, I think it was on Look Ma, because we've had a few of her things that she seems to be that type of person. Absolutely. I totally, totally, totally get and understand that. Absolutely. But then I started to feel... Like, again, I wasn't totally passionate about what I was doing. Now, keep in mind, I was doing that for six years. And there were things that I loved about the job. But then there was things that left me wanting more. I always had this feeling of I could do more. That was the feeling I always had. And so I remember that I had an interview for a job at TMZ. And I wanted, I was so excited because I'm like, oh my God, TMZ, it's this big company. I'm so excited. I could be one of their reporters. I could be one of their on-air personalities and that would be huge, right? So my assignment was my audition. They told me to talk about the Kardashians. And I remember kind of sitting there and going, oh my God, I kind of don't want to talk about the Kardashians. And this was during the time where Everybody, all they wanted to talk about was the Kardashians. And the Kardashian, the- Jeff, that was the Kardashian boom period. Yeah, that I remember that. It, it was yeah. uh, like yeah. early 2010s, I believe. Yeah. yeah, Kardashians, they were talking about other reality TV stars. And I'm like, I don't even like reality TV. And so I realized, oh, my God, I'm not even passionate about everything that is in the entertainment realm. I want to talk about other things that I like. And I'd always been a wrestling fan, as you guys know. 
but I never thought that that could be a career option. And so slowly but surely, I started doing wrestling stuff. I started doing wrestling podcasts. I started getting wrestling interviews. And you guys know, especially if you were a follower of my channel for a long time, I was doing both. I was doing pop culture and I was also doing pro wrestling. And I decided to go the pro wrestling route and really, really hone in on it because it was what I found. Hey, myself. Jeff, hold on. Let's let's be honest, bro. Because listen, we could say what we want about Hollywood. She's being very smart here because the industry she was trying to get into, Jeff, the women are a dime a dozen, bro. My God, there are so many women looking to break into the entertain entertainment industry, bro. Even if they're not journalists or interviewers, that's their foot in the door because they want to become actresses. Okay. So the, the competition, forget about it. So now when she goes over to wrestling and she broke bro, clearly, who are the attractive women reporting on wrestling who outside of the, 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 the women on raw and SmackDown um, Moxley's wife, nobody, nobody. So bro, get, give credit where credit is due. She saw a freaking niche and an opening and she totally took advantage of it, bro. And good for her. That That is, in my opinion, a very smart career move. Being incredibly passionate about, besides Taylor Swift. Besides Taylor Swift, pro wrestling is the thing that I am most passionate about. And so I found myself succeeding in this space, succeeding in what I was doing here. Hey, good for her. Good for her. This, this is the thing that... I give her credit for based on that's all the information we have, obviously is what she said. If yeah, we, we'll, we'll take that as fact. She could have made more money if she got a job in the other industry. It's a big if. Right. But she could have, if, if yeah. she got the job. So yeah. she chose to rather do something that she enjoys for a job than do something she wasn't enjoying to make more yeah. money. Yeah. I respect her for that. I do too, bro. She, bro, she, she marketed herself. She branded herself. She saw an opportunity. She took advantage of it. But now I'm asking myself this, Jeff. I'm asking myself this, Jeff, Jerry, whatever they're calling you these days. Is Sean Sapp trying to work his way into the Cincinnati Bengal booth? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Bro, come on. Seriously. Now, really? Is that what, is that what Sean said? Sean... calling him and Boomer and will be calling the day. Oh, yeah. Him. him and Boomer, bro. Has, has Sap had his fill with the Vince Russo's and professional wrestling where he's going to be the third man in the Bengal booth in a couple of years, bro? All right. It is time for the closer. This was sent in by Michael Krause, Scott Smith, Virtue, Adam, Nelson Martinez, Tommy Walk, El Toro Bro, Daryl Butt, Urkan, Scott Ward, Ivan Batista, Matthew Ortiz, Phil the Promoter, Trent Arnold, Stevie from Scotland, and Gabe Tuff. That's 16. It's a lot. That's got to be the record. No, I I, I, I swear we got 21 time, but I don't know. Oh, Jeff, 16 is a lot. They're watching the old episodes. They can let us know. 16 is a lot. And Michael Krause filmed this. So this is AEW. He filmed this. He's in the crowd for this. This is Tony Khan. That level of his voice in the pronunciation, he always does that. Ray W. Dynamite. Like, he <laughs> always does. Uh, wait a minute, Jeff. Hold. Up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When he comes out, what is going on? Is his shirt untucked out of his pants? What What is going on when he comes out the curtain? Because I didn't know what this clip is about. And it looked, it literally looked like, is it his it literally looks like either his fly was open, either he was whacking a quick one off in the back, because that's the first thing I see. Is his is his shirt 
literally out of his pants. It looks like it. Okay. So then he comes out. Who knows what he's doing in the back? His microphone doesn't work. He doesn't know his microphone works. Then he gets into the, the wrestling voice. Bro, I would love to. I swear to God, man, if, if I went to a scrum, that would be the first question I would ask him. Where do you get your wrestling voice from? Where where are you taking that from? I would love to hear the origin of that. Where do you get your wrestling voice from? <laughs> I guess he plays that thing. He doesn't know his mic doesn't work. He doesn't know his He fixed his shirt. It's not I, 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 Jeff, listen, I hate to say this, but I am going to be 100% honest. I would have loved to see this live tonight here in Denver. I swear, bro, <laughs> if it was Big Rob got tickets, you know, they sent them tickets and he contacted me. Bro, I swear to you, if it was not my wife's birthday, I would have went. I would have been the biggest mark popping when he came out and, and used the voice uh, could you imagine I, that I have, if you filmed yourself at aew around all the fans and stuff that would be amazing i i jeff i swear to god if it was not for that because i was considering it and then she said well you know that is my birthday and i'm like ah <laughs> that was it yeah <laughs> He's done this shit before, bro. This is this is starting to be like the uh, the rock singer. Hello, Detroit. Yeah, we're gonna do a little number now, like where it's the same exact routine at every freaking show. Okay, so these guys are coming out to interrupt him. So oh, okay, I, I I know where we're going with this. Yeah, but did you see like? He actually went to check. Are you coming? So like yeah. he gave it away. Like they're he like he's looking. Yeah. Where are they? And Tony, these people tonight, they see some of the best athletes in the entire world. Do it. You gotta ask yourself, bro. You've got to ask yourself. Do you think this is Tony's idea or the talent's idea? If I had to put money on it. I would say the talent is ribbing him. Yeah, I, I I would too, Jeff. That's that's exactly what I would say. Go ahead. And Tony, I need you to do the game. So if you guys are on the audio. Well, I guess on video, if you can understand it, he said, I need you to do the dance. So this guy's dance. Bro, also keep in mind, though, this is following Moxley getting severely injured. Yeah, it wasn't he, that long before this. Yeah, he, he, he got a lot. To, yes, a yeah, he, got, he got a lot of heat for this because Moxley got injured pretty bad. You know what? guys are i don't i don't <laughs> i don't <laughs> go ahead go ahead but he did the thing like that they do for like children's show like sesame street like pretending oh i'm sad i'm gonna yeah leave. oh yeah no yeah 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 yeah
he just loves that's one thing i gotta say about vince bro like you know when when vince was an on-stream character bro it had nothing to do with vince wanting the attention i mean zero zero jeff vince was in that role to get talent over 1000% never did it was it for ego like ne- for dixie it was for uh, uh uh vince never ever ever bro What? That's what we call for somebody in my position a career ender. Okay. That's Michael laughing. <laughs> Is that Michael laughing? I think so. I think so. Wow. So we got a we got another angle of it here. I feel bad for him, bro. Because I, and, and I'm not saying that in a, in a joking way. Like this, this kid felt so alone. You know, as a child. You know, bro. Listen, his dad was making a billion dollars. You don't make a billion dollars at home. His dad was never home, bro. His dad was probably all over the country making these huge freaking deals. And he was you home, know, you know. A lot of kids go through that and their dads aren't making billion dollars. They're doing it just to put food on the table, driving a truck everywhere. So I don't yeah. think he's I don't think he's a special case in that situation. Yeah, yeah. So here here's a a, a closer angle of the dance. His shirt's still out of his pants, Jeff. It is there. Yeah, it didn't look like it from the. Yeah, no, that's right. That was, that was the first thing I. That was a. I, bro, is his. I'm wondering if his shirt is out his fly hole. I don't think so. Because it's flopping there. You know, he could have looked loves a lot that worse. that shit. He, he could have looked a know, lot worse. <laughs> bro, I got to be honest with you, man. We can. If if this is making that guy that happy, like God, God bless him. It makes bro. us happy. Seriously. I don't want him to stop, <laughs> bro. I swear to God, I don't know if you. I, I know you don't get to watch any of my stuff, but um, I, I did the Attitude Era show the other day. Yeah, I and um, a lot of those. Vince, we put together packages when when Vince and and Briscoe were the Stooges. Vince put. We put together packages, bro, of what outstanding men these guys were, and and Vince did the voiceover, right? So we did we did Patterson, we did Briscoe first, and on the last Attitude Era show, we did uh, we did Patterson. Okay, Vince's first line, Jeff, was Pat Patterson wasn't always on top. <laughs> bro, he had not come out at that point. He didn't come out till the WWE house. And bro, that was Vince's first line. And it, you know, it popped everybody. See, to me, that's freaking humor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? That is hysterical humor, bro. Didn't you do the one recently where... He was wearing the Briscoe Body Shop shirt, and Jr. said uh, he does a lot of rear end work there. Oh yeah, bro, just <laughs> ab- absolutely tremendous stuff. That see to me, that's that's freaking comedy. My my favorite my favorite tagline of all time, Jeff, was Briscoe Brothers Auto Repair. It's worth the drive. <laughs> that was my all time. I don't know who came up with that, bro, but there has never been a better tagline. Like, you know, you you get in an accident in freaking uh, New York and you're going to you're going to drive the wreck to freaking Oklahoma, bro. To like, oh, my God. Hey, listen, man, these people like hey, Tony's having the time of his life, man, and good for him. This is, we always say this, bro. This is just good, good entertainment. The only time I get hot at Tony 
is when he just tries to bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, Tony, the, the WWE, you know, Fox just ended their relationship with the WWE and they're going to consider it like, come bro. That is such a stretch. When, when you make a statement like that, you're just leaving yourself open because it's freaking ridiculous, bro. You know, yep. but anyway, uh, what's going on in your world, Jeff? Well, if you guys would like to submit clips to the show, you do so to me. And the only place I take submissions is to Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. If you submit tweets, please include both the link and a screenshot to the tweet video and audio clips around 30 seconds to a minute. MP4, MP3, Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. And guys, remember, you could be a part of this show over on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. We got a bonus show, and you could join the front line and actually castrate some marks with us. Check that out, everybody. Check out Hey Ma, look, I'm doing a show in the basement. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. For me and Jerry, we'll see you next week.